chapter twenty one of mountain adventures in the various countries of the world this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by betty b mountain adventures in the various countries of the world by john timms adams peak ceylon ascent by dr davy eighteen seventeen the first excursion which i made into the interior after my arrival in ceylon was to adams peak the highest mountain in the island and one that cannot fail to excite the interest of the traveller its name being known and its fame spread all over the world and being an object of veneration almost equally to the buddhist and the hindu to the mohammedan and the nominal christian of india each of whom considers it a sacred mountain and as attached to it some superstitious tale on the fifteenth of april eighteen seventeen at dawn i set out from colombo in company with my friends the rev g Bissett, william granville esq and mr moon on the seventeenth we reached radnapura and on the evening of the nineteenth the summit of the peak distant from colombo only sixty-six miles our mode of travelling varied with the nature of the road and country the first sixteen miles we went expeditiously in gigs over an excellent road through a populous country delightfully shaded the greater part of the way by the rich and beautiful foliage of extensive groves of coconut trees which form a deep belt round the southwest part of the island on leaving the great maritime road at pentara to strike into the interior we exchanged our gigs for the indolent indian vehicles palanquins in which we were carried as far as ratnapura in suffragan about forty-three miles from colombo over a pretty good new road through a country low and yet hilly in general overgrown with wood very thinly inhabited having been a border region and little cultivated and excepting here and there exhibiting few objects and little scenery of an interesting nature at horima where we slept the first night in our palanquins we noticed the remains of a hindu building of the simplest kind of architecture the style of which has been already alluded to the next morning at dawn just before sunrise from a hill over which we were passing we had a splendid view of a tropical wilderness hills dales and plains all luxuriantly wooded bounded by blue mountains fleecy clouds resting on the low ground and a brilliant sky overhead the charms of the prospect were heightened by the coolness and freshness of the air and by the animation of the scene produced by the notes of a variety of birds some of them reminding one of the blackbird others of the song of the thrush and others of that of the redbreast with which were mixed the harsh cries of the wild peacock jungle fowl and parrot the soft cooing of doves and the shrill sounds of innumerable insects though not eight miles from adam's peak the river here is hardly fifty feet above the level of the sea at ratnapura we left our palanquins and proceeded toward the mountains each in a chair lashed to two bamboos and carried on men's shoulders in this manner we travelled about nine miles as far as palabatula four miles from ratnapura we stopped to breakfast at gil malay a beautiful spot 
the latter half of the way is almost one continued ascent by a narrow rocky path shaded either by an impenetrable jungle or by trees so covered with parasitical plants that each resembles a bower this kind of luxuriant vegetation is probably connected with the dampness of the climate and the frequent and heavy showers which fall in this part of the country owing to the same cause the country is infested with leeches from which the naked legs of our bearers suffered not a little and from which we did not escape completely pata batula is the last inhabited station on the peak we gladly sought shelter there from a heavy thunderstorm which had deluged us with rain for more than two hours there is a little will hair at this spot and two open emblems or rest houses one small where we took up our quarters and the other pretty large where we found assembled at least two hundred pilgrims of both sexes and of all ages either going to or returning from the peak at dawn the next morning we started for the summit on foot the mountain path we had to ascend admitting of no other mode of travelling after toiling up this steep gloomy path about two miles we came to a halting place on a little platform above a precipice from which we had a prospect of the country below that was at once grand and beautiful about half way up the mountain we crossed a small torrent that flows over an immense tabular mass of rock and about a mile further to the bed of a much larger torrent the seta gugola which may be considered the parent stream of the kaluganga this river scene was a very impressive one and extremely picturesque the torrent with fine effect rushed from a wooded height down a channel obstructed by great masses of rock on which were assembled numerous groups of pilgrims variously employed some bathing some making a frugal repast on cold rice and others resting themselves lying at full length or sitting cross-legged in the indian fashion chewing beetle about half a mile from the river we crossed a little glen the descent which is very steep was facilitated in the most difficult parts by rude wooden ladders the opposite ascent was in appearance of a much more formidable nature but the danger is removed by steps having been cut in the rock about halfway up the rock on the left side is the figure of a man rudely cut and an inscription in singalese both commemorating the being by whom the steps had been made from the top of this bare rock we were once more gratified with an extensive view a thunderstorm was gathering the scene was magnificent and awful and of a nature to baffle description very soon after leaving the rock the storm commenced attended with very heavy rain and with thunder and lightning extremely loud and vivid there being no shelter it was useless to halt we continued ascending without intermission the difficulty of the path increasing with the height the storm lasted till about half past two when we had reached a little flat covered with stunted wood whilst we stopped here to rest ourselves for a few minutes under a rude shed made for the use of pilgrims the weather rapidly improved the rain nearly ceased the thunder was to be heard only rolling at a distance the mists and clouds were dispersing and we presently had the pleasure of seeing the object of our toil immediately above us the peak of a conical form 
rising rapidly and majestically to a point we arrived on the top of the mountain a little after three o'clock the rain was over the air clear and the sun shining the magnificent views of the surrounding scenery amply repaid us for a laborious march and all the difficulties we had to contend with from the surrounding scenery our curiosity soon led us to examine the summit of the mountain it is very small according to the measurement made by lieutenant malcolm the first european who ascended the peak its area is seventy four feet by twenty four it is surrounded by a stone wall five feet high built in some places on the brink of the precipice the apex of the mountain is a rock which stands in the middle of the enclosure about six or eight feet above the level ground on the top is the object of worship of the natives the sripada the sacred impression as they imagine of the foot of buddha which he stamped on his first visit to the island it is a superficial hollow five feet three inches and three quarters long and between two feet seven inches and two feet five inches wide it is ornamented with a margin of brass studded with a few gems of little value it is covered with a roof which is fastened to the rock by four iron chains and supported by four pillars and it is surrounded by a low wall the roof was lined with colored cloths and its margin being decked with flowers and streamers it made a very gay appearance the cavity certainly bears a coarse resemblance to the figure of the human foot we passed the night on the mountains and it was the first time since i had entered the tropics that i had occasion to complain of cold the next morning before sunrise we were awoke by the shouts of a party of pilgrims just arrived they consisted of several men and women all native singalese neatly dressed in clean clothes they immediately proceeded to their devotions a priest in his yellow robes stood on the rock close to the impression of the foot with his face to the people who would range themselves in a row below some on their knees with their hands uplifted and joined palm to palm and others bending forward with their hands in the same attitude of devotion the priest in a loud clear voice sentence by sentence recited the articles of their religious faith and duties and in response they repeated the same after him when he had finished they raised a loud shout and he retiring they went through the same ceremony by themselves with one of the party for their leader an interesting scene followed this wives affectionately and respectfully saluted their husbands and children their parents and friends one another an old gray-headed woman first made her salams to a really venerable old man she was moved to tears and almost kissed his feet he affectionately raised her up several middle-aged men then salamed the patriarchal pair these men were salamed in return by still younger men who had first paid their respect to the old people and lastly those nearly of the same standing slightly salamed each other and exchanged beetle leaves the intention of these salutations i was informed was of a moral kind to confirm the ties of kindred to strengthen family love and friendship and remove animosities the mohammedans there is good reason to believe first assigned the name to this mountain by which it is generally known amongst europeans 
the moormen of ceylon still call it adam malay they say that adam when turned out of paradise lamented his offence on the summit of the peak standing on one foot of which the impression remains until he was pardoned by god from dr davies interior of ceylon end of chapter twenty one